This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Oh, boys and girls, you picked a good day to tune into the Bostonian versus the book. Oh, my goodness gracious. Live on YouTube mm-hmm. and Twitter, Sports mm-hmm. Grid TV replay. Mm-hmm. The book is bringing out, I, I, I got major Blues Brothers vibes, my friend. Are we going Belushi today? What is going on? How are you on this Tuesday? I'm good. You know, when you, that, that saying, dress up, what's, what, how's it go? Wake up. Dress for the, Dress, dress for the up. job you want. Show up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know if I want that job. I don't know if I want that job. I've had that job. I don't know if I want that job. Uh-huh. But we got people to see today uh, down at the G2E in Las Vegas. And um, I figured I'd break out the, the good stuff. This is this the is the three, The three-piece? Oh, yeah, we've got the best. We've got to unload that a little is bit Is it later. purple? Is it like legit purple purple? Oh, it's purple, son. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's purple. It's purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure that no one else has one. Who the oh, hell I'm wears sh- a purple suit? Yeah, the hat and the glasses. If you pull that off at G2E today, it's going to be fun. That's going to be walking around to indoors with these things on all day. All day. They can go, <laughs> hey, can you see? I don't know. Can you see me? I saw you first. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there all Are you going to wear this jacket the entire show? I feel like I'm way underdressed all of a sudden. I feel like I'm totally not 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 vibing with the BVB. I am 100% not going to wear the jacket the whole okay. show. Because that's going to be hot as hell. 100%. I'm sweating my ass off right now. <laughs> okay. That's what I okay. thought. I don't have the fans on. working. Ooh, I don't have no. none of that working. You can't because it blows on the microphone. You can't have a fan in there. It doesn't work. The audio guy. See? You know, that's good. <laughs> so I knew you knew that, but I cannot have the, yes, you're right. So mm-hmm. no, I will not have the jacket on. Just had to come in because these people want me to wear jackets and stuff and ties oh, yeah. and stuff when you go on the air. We don't do that here at the BVB. But See, I don't wear, I don't wear, I don't wear ties anymore. A guy made a joke yesterday at G2. He thought was really funny because he was wearing a tie and he said, you can always spot the regulator in the room by the guys who are wearing the ties. <laughs> and I was like. I'm glad. Pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. I was like, He's right. <laughs> In the whole room, busted up laughing. It was yeah. like that's 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 actually kind of kind of true. It was, it, was, it was pretty neat. Right. I hear him say that yeah. little self self humor yeah. there, little uh, self awareness of the regulator guy. Because I don't wear ties anymore. I haven't worn a tie in multiple years, and I won't wear a tie today. I'm on a panel today, which is really kind of a funny title. But it's the highlight of my to- that's the best thing about today. And it ain't happened yet. I already <laughs> I was saving that. I can't wait to come sit and watch this thing. <laughs> it's gonna be something else, man. You're I'm gonna really have to escort to- me in, by the way, because my pass yep. says exhibitor, and it doesn't let me into the education i found my way into some of the education yesterday oh, i'll give you mine thank you sir 
I knew I'll just walk. I'll, I'll just walk out and give you give me my pass. Listen, who's going to tell me if I show up like this, I can't go in and listen to you talk? We're going to yeah, have a good. problem. Just, That's my, my guy pass. right there. That's, P. Roll's yeah. coming to talk. I'm coming to listen. We're what not time is that today? Three o'clock. Three ten Pacific. Oh, pardon time. me. Three ten. Three we'll ten to four o'clock. Fifty minutes. Three o'clock. We're going to be there. Yeah, I'll be there at three o'clock, and then uh, Stormy from Vsin is on the panel. She's the moderator. Uh, Wayne Kimmel, who is the uh, one of the larger investors in the space of mm-hmm. Sixty Six Capital, him and Ryan Howard uh, in Philadelphia. That's the kind of the East Coast brass coming in, and then there's a poker player who I never have met or heard of before, but she's going to be on the on the panel as well. They all have like their glossy bios, and they all have like their pictures, and I'm just like. I'm co-host of Bostonian versus the book. It's <laughs> good enough. That's good enough. It's just, it's just funny. Like when you see, I don't know if they're going to put up the whole like announcement, but like they first misspelled my name, which I was like, fine. They corrected. Perfect. That. And, then, and then like, I'm looking, it's just like, it's just funny. Like I don't have like this glossy headshot type of thing. Like I just, I don't know. I just never really got into it in that way. My, my headshots are old. They're from, the last time I, I took two new ones this past year, this past summer, I took a bunch of them. Or past spring, I took a bunch of new headshots. But before that, the last time I took a headshot was in uh, Texas. So it was like seven years ago. It's the last time I took a headshot. So I look a lot different now than I, than I did. So I'll say uh, today's gonna be fun. Yeah, I've lost about forty pounds. So it's it's I'm I'm a lot thinner than humble than brag than what I was a long humble time ago. Humble brag. Yes. I so hey, I did the work, man. You can humble brag when you do the work. Do the work. Get up. Do the work, put the, put the hours in, put the road work in, do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's been a, it's a lot of work from 40 to 45 to, to get my ass in gear and get myself back into get that wake somewhere. up call. When you get to be 40 and they tell you, listen, if you keep going the route, you're going, you may not see 50. That was literally what my doctor told me. Better said, get my ass on the road. <laughs> I, I had five. There are five different things he highlighted. He's like, he's like, he's like, I go over five different components for somebody your age at 40 years old. You are in the red and all five of them. I was like, what? You hit all five. You hit the five game parlay. Yeah. I was pre I was pre diabetic. Uh-huh. I was, uh, I was high blood pressure, uh, high blood pressure, fatty liver. Um, I forget um, the uh, high, high cholesterol high, both, oh. and both my cholesterols were bad. Both cholesterols were too high. Oh, the good both. cholesterol and a bad cholesterol. Both, we're bad, both bad. yeah, but we're both bad. Those five, I had a five, five team parlay, all, all in the red, all bad, bad, bad. And then like it literally like three months later, my gallbladder almost erupted and I was on a, I was on a table having emergency gallbladder surgery. Two oh, you later. had the gallbladder out. Oh yeah. I got, I had gallstones. I, I had a blockage in my gallbladder from the huge gallstones. And I had no clue, but I had had the, uh, I had had the, the physical two months prior. And then two months later I was on a slab getting cut open because I was in excruciating pain overnight, drove myself to the ER. That was like probably the, the first sign that my ex-wife probably was someone that I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been with considering <laughs> she, she, she told me to drive myself and I was faking it. She said, you're, she said, you're fine. You're faking it. You, you, if you need somebody, go ahead and drive yourself to the hospital if you want. So I drove myself to the hospital and two hours later, I was in emergency surgery getting cut open. So yeah, I was faking it. <laughs> it was just on me. Probably should have been a warning sign. <laughs> I mean, you got a round two. She wasn't driving you there either. You had to call the ambulance. That too. <laughs> round two was, yeah, true. So yeah, maybe that should have been the first time God was like, hey, um, I tried to warn you, but you didn't listen. So <laughs> the first time I showed it, I kind of showed you that like, hey, FYI, 
there's something wrong here. <laughs> you know, I tried to, you just didn't want to pay attention. So it is what it is. <laughs> Lots to get to. We got the cup tonight. It starts hockey tonight. I can't it believe hockey. it. I saw it in the rundown. I was like, man, oh man, hockey season starts today. I'm so focused on the baseball oh, and I, all that stuff. I literally went to our discord channel last night and I went, wait, hockey season starts tomorrow. I thought it was starting on Wednesday. Like, yeah. No, it starts Tuesday. It was like, oh, shoot. So they're doing like what football does. They're doing that like standalone doubleheader day before everybody else plays. Four teams go first. And I missed the Tuesday. I thought Wednesday was the start because Wednesday is the full slate. Tonight we get two games. So it's the standalone hockey games tonight. And it's like, the, it's really cool what's going on with hockey because of the TV, right? Yeah. We're getting the ESPN stuff, the promos. It's getting, it's coming back. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it was weak, though. I mean, they just started it like two days ago. They didn't do it heavily. Like there was no like October. countdown to hockey season. Like it was it's just October. There's no countdown. To anything. It slides in and starts. It does it every year in the book. Nobody bets it. It's very right. low key. NBA is the big, you know, welcome to the to the fall, like you know, to ease you out of football. The NBA starts and then the college basketball is just an all on assault with all mm. those games at one day. It just, I mean, that, that gives you religion when you're in the book and you got to work, you, that gives you, you start asking for help because <laughs> it's stuff is coming at you from all over and you didn't see it coming. So uh, yeah, hockey season, man. So we'll get to that today by request. Uh, somebody asked us, Hey, you guys did a ton on football win totals would you do some for hockey so we got four of those coming up later we got point totals over or under for four teams that we'll do today we okay. got the baseball playoffs four games that we're going to do today speaking Start of which football. the phillies are up one nothing it's still the top of the first thank hello. you appreciate yep. that all right so we'll watch the phillies today we'll watch that a little bit it, that number was pretty interesting braves are minus 200 today against the phillies so okay we'll watch and see how that's going to play out uh -huh. uh, with an update on that game but what on this green earth was last night's game Raiders Chiefs from a referee standpoint. That was the worst game I've seen refereed by far this year, but in a long time. What I have no explanation. I, I, there's nothing. I, I mean, it, listen, I saw it referred to as a, as the male soap opera last night. I saw it referred. I mean, there were players saying, just make it seven on seven. Just somebody make it seven on seven. I don't know. Micah Parsons said that on Twitter. That's that's who said it. That's I saw yeah. that. That's right. Yeah, Micah Parsons said that. Um, I don't know, man. Like you know, and we joke like, oh, we bet real money on this stuff. People bet that, that there's millions of dollars. It's a lot of money on this stuff. Millions on a on Monday night stuff. standalone game between two rivals like that with Patrick Mahomes playing. My goodness, Kansas being a legal state. <sighs> yeah, they probably there did is... a lot of handle there. They probably did pretty good. Oh, um, my. God, probably a lot of bets on Kansas City, but then you got to check the teaser rules because if you do a six point teaser on seven, it falls minus one. They win by one, one push, all push on a two team teaser. Don't matter whether you win or lose the other side. Yeah, that's the way the bookies and the old school guys used to do it. Some books, I almost, I almost pushed them both. I almost pushed both legs last night. The total, right? I, I almost pushed 58 and minus one, <laughs> right? If I lost, it landed 59, but I almost. <laughs> I almost hit it perfect with minus one in 58. Incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you got to know some books have slid in on a two-team teaser. Tie loss is a loss, is an L. Don't do teasers Check. at those books, people. 
do not. Don't do it. That is a, I mean, Las Vegas, Chris and I were going back and forth last night on Twitter because he he mentioned that he's like, it was minus one. And he was like, players around the country are scrambling for their house rules or teaser players around the country are scrambling for their house rules. And I was like, yeah, how about, I was like, how about the ones who are going to lose? He was like, that's a great point. He's like, I forgot about people who are looking at the push perspective, looking for a loss for certain books. If your teaser leg lands on the number, which is awful because not only are they charging you minus 140, but now they may be having, you may be losing if you've teased it down to one. So boy, <laughs> that was interesting. Now the number, number closed at seven and a half at certain books. So like you potentially could have gone to one and a half, but it was a lot of people bet, bet seven, tease it down to one and took, took, took the chiefs and then played with the total. Most people took it down, went over. I did not. I went the other way and I lost, unfortunately, shut it on that. But I swear the referees had the over. <laughs> Because they're not allowed to bet. Although not there's, gonna, to bet. Be, there's no. gonna be books in a stadium. They could actually on the way so, in just place their bets and, and go. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk about what happened with the rough in the passer call because that was an absolute joke. I don't Derek know. Carr gets landed on by Chris Jones. Hold on. Where's my listing glasses? I gotta get the blues here. Are you gonna so go Chris on Chris Jones lands right lands on Derek Carr? Here ball is dislodged. Chris Jones here. becomes the first player in NFL history to recover a forced fumble and get flagged for roughing the passer. <laughs> Never, wow. seen that Never seen that before. He got the fucking football and they called him roughing the passer on him. 10, how does, how does that happen? I don't know. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. The NFL now has to. Sources are saying the NFL is now looking at the opportunity to replay roughing the passer because of two calls on Tom Brady and Derek Carr. No shit. You kidding me? What are we doing? Get your act together, NFL referees. Now we are all betting on this, and you are screwing with the game that we like to watch. It was the catch rule at one point, but the problem with the catch rule is at least the player has some level of control with the football. This is you as a human being on a judgment call, just throwing a flag. Oh, yeah, that's roughing the passer. Has to be. Really? Has to be roughing the passer? Really? Does it? What do you want Chris Jones to do in that situation? He's falling to the ground. He's not Spider-Man. No. You know, he, he can't just go and sprawl out and put his fingers down and stop himself. He's going to fall to the ground. And Derek Carr happened to fall underneath him. <laughs> his body's going to fall on him. It just happened to happen. Oh, no, that's a flag. But wait, he got the football. The ball was out. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, no. okay. Don't worry about it. From that moment on, the referees got booed so loudly they peed their pants so aggressively. They called seven straight penalties on the Raiders. Yeah. Seven straight after that call. Yeah. Including the most ridiculous call of them all, which I think was more ridiculous than the roughing the passer call, a holding penalty on a, on a missed field goal mm. where the guy bear hugs him and they throw a flag. It's not just a five yard penalty. It's a first down. It was a seven point swing on one flag. That's yeah. how I lost my bet on the total. Yes, you did. If that goes through that kick goes through and it's made, uh huh. it's three points, but he missed it. He did it was a seven point swing. He did and the referees with a makeup call for the ages. Holding on a defensive rush. Defensive holding on a field goal attempt. You tell me when you've seen that before, because I'd never seen that before. 
I was, two things I don't think I've ever seen before in the same night. I was stunned and furious. I go, yep, there we go. I'm dead. I was like, that's it. I was like, just literally screwed my teaser on that because it was, yeah. I mean, heck, the under could have hit, hit in that game. It could have been 52. Could have gone under 52 in that game. So it goes 59. I mean, just, you just, I, I can't stand makeup calls. It drives me crazy in college basketball and NBA basketball when they do it. Get the first damn call right. So you don't have to do the makeup call, but props to the Arrowhead crowd. They intimidated the holy hell out of those referees. Yes, they, did. they knew what they did. They looked at the replay and went, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Right. Tom Brady's call is being, we got that email from court from corporate, from the NFL league office. Uh-oh. <gasps> Wait, what are they're, you saying? There's an email? Are you saying there's an email? Big mad. No, of course they're big mad about what happened. Hey, watch the pet. Watch what happened with Tom Brady. Watch that. You know, there's high scrutiny right now on roughing the passer penalties. And they screwed up again. And they're like, oh, no, man, this is bad. It would have been a touchdown for the Chiefs. Uh, Chris Jones would have had the ball on the 30-yard line. Oh, uh, man. Oh, there's a call I can make. <laughs> Defensive holding on a field goal, which is a five-yard and a first down. Okay, we good now, Arrowhead crowd? We all good? Because I didn't hear anybody squawking at that. I didn't hear a peep out of Chief fans after that ridiculous call. Joel. It's just... Onler just came in and said it's the first time in seven years that call was made. The last time was against the Raiders as well. Seven years. Seven years. Thanks, Joel. I mean, it is such an embarrassing scene. It's so frustrating to watch football games and the referees. I mean, this is what gambling did, guys. Welcome to the party. You wanted it. Wait, gambling did what? Wait, what? 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 Don't blame us on the gambling. What are you talking no. about? Gambling made everyone pay close, close attention to every single call. You wanted the attention. You wanted people more locked in. You wanted people with more eyes on it. Gambling, in, in, it makes it more entertaining. It makes it more fun, but it makes people watch more intensely. They mm. follow every single call. Because every step of the way, the game matters. The game is not over till it's over. Your over is not over, in, or your under is not over until it's over. So you under have to watch it all the way to the end. Over. I like that. Yes, that's that's okay. right. Yeah. So you keep on watching and watching and watching all the way to the end, regardless of the score, the game, how it is. You're all watching it. Prop bets and passing props and touchdown props and interception props. Ninety nine percent of the money on Jarrett Carr over that interception prop last night. Everyone was on it. Everyone's watching. Is Derek Carr going to throw hail mary? Derek Carr going to hand it off? Right. What's going to happen? You watch all the way to the end. All the way. This is what the NFL wants. They want us watching all the way to the end. But what comes with that is we are going to watch every single call. It's not on in the background, some peripheral thing that's on there. We're glued. And so when you're making ridiculous calls, we start to raise our hand and say, you want to get your act together, please? Weren't you watching this before? I've been watching this for 35 years, saying the same thing. Like now we're actually able to say it in the mainstream because more people maybe are using the gambling angle, but we've been talking about this in books for years. Literally the gambling angle though, because it mattered. Every call mattered to you guys to the masses. Now every call matters. So the league has to now can, deal can with we, that. in addition to the referee calls, you want to talk about the gambling and putting a big, you know, spotlight on it. Can you explain to me, when do you go for two? And when the fuck you don't go for the two? Because I can't, I don't know. And boy, them analytics guys, they come at you quick. I mean, even, you know, my boy Furman says, oh, it's the right call. It's the right call. Kansas City scores to go up 30 to 23. If you kick the extra point, 
you can't lose the game if you make it. You kick right. the extra point, it's eight. That means they can score and have to go for two to tie you. You still lose. My problem with kicking, not kicking the extra point is that the Chiefs were going to score regardless of the score. No, when they it's, score, it's 30 to 23. You, I understand if you make it, it's a two score it's 30 game. 30 to 30. But when, oh, no, no, I mean, no. I'm Chiefs talking about Chiefs the Chiefs going for two. Oh, the Chiefs going for two was, I, it was a gift and a half. I, that was ridiculous. I, I'm, what, the what Chiefs was that? score to right. go 30 to 23. Yeah, the one making a two score game. I, 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 I understand that. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Time. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You're trying to close the book right there and win the game and make it be, you know, right there. Control okay. it. I don't right. hate it as much as I that's, didn't like the. I hated the Raiders going for two and not tying the game. Uh, okay, so that's that's that egregious bigger, enough. The Chiefs. My bigger it. problem was that the Chiefs doing it was a was was a problem in itself, and then they don't the make Chiefs, it. I I, I, so, I compare the Chiefs doing it to you're on a run on blackjack, right? And you've got fifteen, and the dealers the the dealer is showing um, seventeen, right, or seven, and you're like. 15, 17, I'm hot right now. I can hit. Let me hit. If I lose it, that's fine. Let me hit. You always right? hit 15 against a 17. What are you talking about? Okay, fine. I'm trying to come up with an analogy that you basically, you would hit, you're hot. On a coin it, flip, you push it. Yeah, the odds right? the odds aren't you in your favor. You double 10 against yeah. an 8. Okay, fine. Oh, like like that. that. Right? Okay, something you, like you, that. You try to do something at the card table because you've been hot and you're up. So you feel more confident to like that's push fine. it a little bit because you're okay. The Raiders, I, that one. I mean, Josh McDaniels, I, I mean, there's four and a half minutes left to go in the game. Like, what are you doing? If you say, well, our defense couldn't stop them. Okay, tie the game and then hope to get to overtime. Hope the defense makes a play. Instead, you don't make it and you're going to lose because you're up by one, a field goal. The kid kicked a 59-yard field goal. That was the other thing that killed me. The kid couldn't kick. He missed two field goals inside of 45 yards and he hit a 59-yarder. Last night made no sense. I, again, I, the Chiefs score, and I'm like, all right, now puts it on eight. So everything's live. I'm sitting down at the Westgate with Cornegay and a bunch of people, and they score and they go for two. And somebody says, oh, they're just going for the win. Okay, I get it. They don't make it. It's sitting seven. The Raiders come down and score. It's 30 to 29. That throw was sick from Carr to Adams. Great throw. <laughs> All that, whatever time left is this, it doesn't matter. You kick the extra point and tie the game. Because now, what are you saying? You miss, you, you know, the two-point conversion. You're losing the game. I don't get it. I don't know what the card says. I don't care. I'm coaching on a sideline. Josh McDaniel has an opportunity to say, just kick the field goal defense. Go get us a stop. We got a kicker that's going to make it. Go get us a stop. Get us the ball. The guy in the replacement said, Danny, go get me the ball, Danny. And he shook him and said, go play defense. Like you can hype up your guys. Every momentum that you had when you scored and looked like to tie that game, when you missed the two, it's gone. Now it's frustration. Now all the Chiefs have to do is get two first downs and the game's over. They don't even have to go down and kick a field goal. At least if you kick the extra point, they got to go down and kick a field goal. God forbid you stop them, get a shot to win it, or play overtime. Extend the game. 
on the road. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it get it. It drives me. By the way, Max Fried's getting lit up by the Phillies. So far. It's 2 nothing. bases loaded, one out in the top of the first inning. No. Philadelphia. It's the bottom of the first, and the bases are loaded for the Phillies. Uh, oh, for the, for the Braves. That, oh, for the Braves. Sorry, I flipped it around. Okay, it's 2 just, nothing. It's 2 oh, nothing sorry. Phillies. They got two in the top. The Braves are bases are loaded. Oh, Braves. Suarez is getting, getting Suarez has got guys all over. There's a guy on everybody. the over in that game. <laughs> that game's going over. Close seven and a half. You're gonna have you're gonna have five runs in the first inning. Get scored here. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So look, I don't know what that's going on. That don't, so here's the here's the question. The Raiders are one in four and have lost four games by a combined 14 points. They have a negative five point differential. That is better. Then four teams that have three and two records right now. Wait, wait, wait. Negative. Wait. Say, start over. Say that again. The yeah. Raiders are one in four. Yes. They've lost four games by a combined total of 14 points. That's they have a minus five point differential on the season, which is better than four teams that are currently sitting at three and two. They have winning, they have winning records. Is that the cat or a baby over there? It's a cat. <laughs> cat one, one, one Just making one. sure. That sounded like a baby. I was like, no. <laughs> That's a cat. The hell are you doing uh, over there? <laughs> Six so, three unassisted double play for the Phillies out of trouble. Wow. First two nothing Phillies. So here is the next six games. Jim Trotter tweeted this out yesterday. Jim Trotter. The Raiders will win their next six games to go from one in four to seven and four. Whoa. Which at seven and which at seven and four Why? means they have six games left. Okay. Hold on, the, son. Did you just say win six in a row? Yes. Let Who me tell play? you what. Okay. Here's their schedule. Who did play? Texans. And they know he's after, after their bye. Come on. Here. I, Texans just went on a road and what beat Jacksonville. They could come Ooh. here and win, but go ahead. All right. Ooh. Texans. Yeah. At the Saints. They win in that game. Really? I just They're going to go to the Saints and win? Yeah. Okay. That's at fair, the, too. At the Jaguars. Early start in Jacksonville? The jungle uh, in Jacksonville? Okay. Yep. The jungle. No jungle in Jacksonville. Come on now. Uh, home for the Colts. Supposed to win that game. They suck. At the Broncos. Wouldn't that be they, ironic if they win four in a row and go there and lose that game? They should win that game. And then at the Seahawks. I mean, it's legit. It's that's that's uh they're gonna be favored in the majority of those games. Hmm. At least yeah, four. Yeah. Four of them. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but it could happen. Well, geez. if they go seven and four, they got six games left in their seven and four. We're back in I the mean, discussion. You're back in the conversation, right? I mean, it, it takes a miracle run. I mean, you got to get hot, hot and you got to, I mean, they've lost four games. They got to figure out a way to win these close games. And like, well, like we've seen, you know, teams who can't win close games teams. Well, their coaches get fired. So like, right, you need right, to right, win. Right, right. You got to win these games. I mean, Josh McDaniels is going to figure out, how to win these close games because he stinks as a coach. I mean, I mean, I, he, right. he really, as a game manager, he is not good. And he makes in the moment, he's not making the right decisions. He didn't in Denver. He's not so far with the Raiders. It's everything is going against him. You know, maybe his luck will turn and the coin flips, but 
they need to get things right. Yeah. I mean, they have the buy, so like this is the buy week now. Keep talking. Let me hang his jacket up. Go to Go the solar truck. So, so, so they're one and four. Sit anywhere. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Good. So they're they're one and four. Okay. So they lost Chargers 24-19, Cardinals 29-23, 17-point lead blown in that game. 24-22 game. They had a two-point conversion play at the end to tie. Didn't get it. Beat the Broncos 32-23. Not an easy win, but a win. They lose 30 to 29 on the road at Kansas city. So the problem that you would have, if you want to talk about them being in the conversation, it's after those six games, if they were to be seven and four, they put the chargers at home at the Rams home for the Patriots at the Steelers home for the 49ers and home for the chiefs to end the season. So they could go seven and four and then they could win two games down the stretch and go nine and eight, which I still think is a very possible record for the Raiders. But I mean, most likely they're going to go seven and 10. <laughs> His camera just went. <laughs> he knows camera just went. I hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> Shut his camera off. No, I hit, I, I, hit I, I was scrolling between different things. Look at the radio. too many windows open. And I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Pop back. Jeez, in. Too many um, windows open. All right. Finally on this game before we move on to baseball, Devontae Adams, what the hell were you doing last night? The cameraman, The cameraman has decided that he. What's the actual charge? Uh, they haven't filed it yet. They haven't. He has not had trials, but he's gone to the. He filed a police report against Devontae Adams for pushing him down. Right. There are two different camera angles to this. One looks really bad. The other <sighs> behind Adams. Yep. The dude r- runs into him. He he's walking really fast and he walks mm. right into Devontae Adams, who's trying to leave. Walks right in front of him. Hits mm-hmm. Adams. Adams pushes him. The guy flies like he's been, you know, shot. Yeah. And he went to the hospital. The police report. I mean, I just have to read this because it's really funny. The victim, the victim <laughs> is a photographer at the Chief Raiders game. At the end of the game, he was pushed to the ground, causing injury. He made arrangements for private transportation to the hospital for treatment, in which time he called the police. The injuries are preliminary, thought to be. Non-life-threatening. Non-life-threatening? <laughs> they actually wrote non-life-threatening. This guy was pushed to the ground. Um, okay, we're going to really sing this up, huh? The incident will be investigated by our assault did he, unit detectives. Did he, did he hit, like, a cement something? No. Or, like, he just, just fell onto the ground? Fell onto the ground. Grass, yep, fell to the ground. Upon completion, they'll coordinate with the applicable city and state prosecutors to determine any applicable charges. Man, Devontae man. Adams, the, the last line of this tweet is the best that Ferris have put on the screen. My apologies, man. I hope you see this. <laughs> I hope you see this. Devontae said that. That's his tweet. I hope you see this. I hope he sees it too. Oh, that's really great. Listen, half the time we're talking on Twitter, we're talking to each other. It's a public, it's a public forum, but it's we're talking to each other. Devontae's talking to the guy like, hey man, sorry. Hope you see this. Um it's crazy because at Sports Grid, I work with a kid who's a he's a photographer at the Chiefs games. This is what he does, his other oh job. I hope it wasn't him. I haven't heard from him. Oh. I'm gonna text him immediately after the show and say, Parker, was that you? His name's Parker. How old's Parker? Great dude. Um, probably mid thirties. Oh, could have been him. Yeah, could have been him. 
Bigger dude? No, little guy. Oh, okay. Little guy, thin guy. Okay, it wasn't Parker then. Okay. Parker's Parker's strong, bigger, strong. Oh uh, no, this is a, huh? this is a, this is a, this is a probably five nine buck seventy five guy. So I mean, is he looking for money? Like what is, oh, he's what is going, going what, on? There's no debate and he's looking for money. He's going after he is going after a bag. Yes, hundred percent. Adams is writing a check. There's can't, no debate. I mean, he can't do what he did. Nope. You know. A fine's coming from the NFL. Some dude on Twitter said he should get a two-game suspension for it. I was like, what is wrong with you? Two-game suspension. I was like, the NFL just, gave Deshaun Watson a six-game suspension. And you're gonna give this guy eleven. Two games suspension? Eleven. Yeah, not happening. One third of what they it was gave. eleven. Six. It was eleven. But Deshaun got eleven. <laughs> Deshaun got six, and then he got eleven on appeal. But he initially got six. So I you're gonna give the guy two games suspension? Get out of here. It was eleven. He told me not to mention it no more. <laughs> now you just mentioned it. He told me to let it go. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is this a suspendable offense? No. I mean, it, but the That's NFL a, may have to. No, you're not suspending him. I just said the what second if angle. They do? He ran into him. He cut. He, Devontae's walking off the field. The guy cut in front of him. Devontae threw him to the ground. Wrong move. Absolutely. Hit him $100,000 fine. I mean, n- nail him. I mean, you know the way it is nowadays. They may they may suspend him. Uh, it would be embarrassing if he gets suspended for a game over this. This is a finable offense, and you move on. It was, it's unfortunate. Guy didn't get hit. It wasn't like Adams literally went after the guy. The guy was walking into his path. He wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. He was going fast, trying to get a shot because it's always a crazy scrum at the end of the game. Walked in front of the wrong guy. Got pushed to the ground. I've seen it happen numerous times. The difference is a camera caught it. It's happened camera all the time. catches everything. I mean, if the camera catches it, it changes the, actually the whole narrative. I've seen it's- a girl, a, a female reporter, young girl, get lit up by an offensive lineman trying to run off the field in a college game. Like blasted. He was running off the field. Woman cut in front. Boom. Drilled her. No one even talked about it. It was in the press room. She was okay. She was fine. She was laughing about it afterwards. But we were in the press room. So you've been on the sideline. I've been on the sideline. Like there's a lot going on. It's chaos. It's complete. Yeah, it's chaos is a good word for it. It feels like you're in rush hour traffic in Times Square. Like there's a hundred things going on. And these are gigantic human beings. And your job is to get the shot. But your job is to get the shot. So your job is to knock over anyone and everyone who's in your way. Because your job, if you miss that shot and your opposing newspaper gets it, guess what you get told in the morning? (laughs) The hell, man. Where were you? That's what they tell you. Why didn't you get that shot? Why why weren't you there? Why why weren't you in position? Why didn't you get that? Why do they have that great photo and you don't? So it's, it's a major rush. You run over people including running through and by football players who happened to just clip you. Yeah. But I mean, he pushed him. Like, I mean, he was, there was, a, he was pissed off. He was having a bad night. He was mad. Yeah. He didn't catch that ball and get it. Whatever. That wasn't and they lost the, the game. Right fans, get over that. Adams didn't catch that ball. That was not a catch. No, it's really clear. I mean, he bobbled the ball. He's, he's claiming I caught the ball. No, you didn't dude. You re you reset. If you caught the ball firm when your two feet were on the ground, it would have been a catch. You double clutched it. And that's why it wasn't a catch. Fair. Um, but you can't do what he did. And, nope. and just getting out of the way on the game, when a game's going on is crazy on the sideline. I've seen people get lit the fuck up. Hanging in there for the shot, or 
they're talking to the person next to them while the play's going on. Rolled up, That's and it's worst. literally mm. cars. These people are small cars running to hit another small car, and they can't just stop when they get to the out of bounds thing. And people get bam. I've seen it. It's scary God. as hell. Old guys, like, why do we have seventy-five-year-old old guys on the chain gang still? What are we doing? Because they're just the only people that will still do it. Like it's hard to get somebody under 30 come to say, come hold the chain. Cut it out. <laughs> be ridiculous. How many kids would line up to do the chain gang if you offered it to them? You want to be uh, I'm gonna stand there and hold a chain. Yes. You want the for best three hours at a football game in, in the NFL? Hundred percent. The line wait would be from get, wait till Maddie gets to be a teenager. You would you would tell her you pay her a hundred dollars to do it, she wouldn't do it. No, there, there, there are hundreds ain't of gonna people do it, man. line up. Hundreds that's, of people will line up for that. That's job. fine. So now where he's running off the field and this guy gets blasted. It's an unfortunate situation. Finable. It's a finable, regrettable situation. It's not suspendable. <sighs> James Jernigan. He just came in the chat. He said, I look like Dick Tracy. I don't you, think I look like Dick Tracy, but tell your wife, Suzanne, I said hello. Whoa. I'll see you later today. <laughs> I know he's paying attention. Yikes. He told me he's mad because this is this this is our guy down at the Golden Gate. I mean, he's he's winning his fantasy league. Everything's going right for JJ right now, except that his team is the Carolina Panthers. And not going right. That's that's a bad day. Yesterday rules bad, out. Bad, bad, bad. Who's going to coach that team? Baker's sitting out. Everybody's mailing it in. Bet against PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Enjoy PJ Walker. Are they going to trade McCaffrey? No, that was that was shot down after that rumor floated that got shot down pretty fast that they're not taking phone calls on McCaffrey. Oh, he's the reason why a coach would go there. You have to have a reason why a coach would want to go to Carolina. It ain't Baker. It's not Baker Mayfield. No, <laughs> it's not Baker Mayfield. You got to have a reason to be like, at least I get to coach that guy. At least I can build my offense around somebody. You got to have McCaffrey. If you trade him, then you're really burning it down. And for whom? I mean, I guess Bryce Young. Like if you, if you think that that's what you I mean, maybe CJ Stroud, like you sit there and say, that's going to be our guy. We're going to go get one of the top quarterbacks at the top of the draft and build around. So. I don't know. Are we trying yeah. to get, Oh boy. I don't know. <laughs> Is there a franchise quarterback in there coming out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Carl just asked me on Twitter. Do I feel underdressed every show? No, I don't feel hell no every show today. I feel underdressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm really happy about, by the way? We get to hug it. But I love the fact that I went on PSU Auto's Twitter account for the first time in months last night. That felt right. That felt Hockey. Good. That We're going to have good. him on the show. That felt good. I was like, once we right. over, Yeah, once we get over the uh, the shock and awe of being like on the show, Yeah, he has so much value to oh, provide he's awesome. people. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and he's another girl dad. He's helping to coach his kids play softball. I got to meet him in person here, spent time with him. Carries like a 220 bowling average. He does everything wow. like 110%. He don't play around. He said, I'm going to teach myself to play golf. He's like a three handicap. Nice. He's He, he bowls and he immersed himself in hockey and wagering and first period and stuff. You have to follow that guy. Oh. PSU Auto is Chris he, is great. His spreadsheet on all on the trends as to first period oh. overs and team total overs and team overs and unders. I mean, it's by by the time we get to like mid-November, 
it's unbelievable what he's got because you can look at the entire league and you can watch what everyone's doing. You can watch whatever team is doing because you have all the data of all the games being fed into the spreadsheet that he puts out yes. all the time. Yes. It's really pretty cool. So yeah, at PSU Auto, I, I don't always recommend people on Twitter to go follow, but that's a guy, right. if you're a hockey fan, I use him all the time. I'm a, I, Whenever I'm betting hockey, I'm always going to his account and saying like, all right, where's that spreadsheet? What are we looking at? And I went back to last year's numbers, but it was pretty fun. So, uh, okay. Baseball. Yep. Inbox this morning. Yep. There's going to be a sports book at the Reds ballpark. Yeah. I sent you a tweet too. I can't, I saw it in my inbox before you said very tweeted at me. I saw it before even Purdom put it up, but I went, when I saw it, I went, huh? What are you doing? I wonder how Pete feels about that. (laughs) If you're Pete Rose, you gotta be like, you bastards. Like, I'm banned. I'm banned from this sport for my time as being the manager. And you're going to put a sports book in the ballpark. It ain't right. That feels uncomfortable. That's that. I mean, Shoeless Joe Jackson's up in heaven going, really, guys? Like, really? Like, this is what you did? Really? Like, okay. I had to, I I got banned. I got kicked out. I actually played well in the World Series and I, I took the money, but yeah. I got banned and you guys are putting a book in Pete Rose's ballpark. Yeah. And again, from a strategic standpoint, and, and we're probably going to have this discussion again today because I had it last night with some people really just, we should start the BVB consulting gig as well. In addition to doing the shows, because they can ask us questions, both from a media standpoint, you have it all covered from the book standpoint. I have it all covered. Yep. And from a business standpoint, we can cross cover it. We can double cover it because right. you're opening up retail sports books. Everybody's betting on the app already. You know, what's I, really I, funny. You know, it's really funny. You say that because I was at a panel yesterday and the panelists had the total opposite opinion of that. And I was really stunned by that. You know why? Cause they're invested in the ability to have retail sports books. <laughs> Go ahead and have that. It's That's it's, what, yeah. you all, it's somebody's job to open up retail sports books. Yeah, you get paid handsomely. Yeah, to be the person to open up retail sports. What books. they said was the value of a retail in-person experience is still undervalued because we're all focused on the applications and the ability of taking an in-person player to an app is still there's still tremendous value because people are in Vegas playing all the time at slot machines and playing all the time at table games and thus taking them from that into an app experience is now still the process. And I think that's true for gaming. Sports betting is a different story. Did you raise your hand and say that? No, because I'm not <laughs> trying to get into an argument with, with this with this with this panel. I I, I know I know better than to do the, at the panel that I was at. I know better than to do that, but I, I would say there's a differentiation between sports betting and gaming. And taking someone to a gaming perspective, and yes, I would agree. Playing online poker, playing online blackjack, yes, I would understand. I, I agree. I think taking people still like playing cards in person. I like playing cards in person. They trust way it more. better. Yeah, they trust it more. They trust to see the deck, to see the shuffle. They they, they feel it's the vibe. Way better. Yeah, in person. But betting, it's a, it's sports a communal betting, experience. You're right. Sports betting in person here in Las Vegas still is an experience. Sports betting at the ballpark. In Cincinnati, first of all, going to the ballpark in Cincinnati to get the chili or the hot dogs and watch the game is hard enough. You're going to get them to go to the ballpark 
in Hangout in the book? What are you talking about? We got that here. Here, we've had that experience for a couple decades of like 40 years, right? They're here telling us we got to get everybody on the app. They're there with the apps telling everybody they got to do retail. Everybody's full of shit. That's what essentially it's so it comes interesting down to. to me because like I I come from such a different way on this because I bet offshore for so long. You're comfortable. Like, well, no, I never had the communal experience at a book. Like when I go to oh, a sports it's coming this season, brother, we're going to do all kinds of stuff. I mean, I like going, no, 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 I like going to sports books, but like yep. on, like you go because it's part of your like lifeblood. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not at a book for two days, you start getting itchy. You start getting all like sweaty and like, you got to go, you got to go see people. You want to be around. You want to see what's going on. You want to talk to people on the counter. You want to get the Intel what's going on because it's been your yeah. life for 20 years. Yeah. For me as a gambler, like I like going to books and watching games, but in all honesty, I actually prefer games. I have money on watching it by myself. No doubt. Like if I'm betting on a game and I'm, I, I don't want somebody saying something's going to piss me off and I don't want some dude in the next table yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering when I just lost my money. <laughs> so like, I, I I've never really enjoyed, like I don't really enjoy it the way that like I watch people and they're like, Oh, sports books are so amazing. I'm like, yeah, they are really amazing. I love watching games in fights and events at books. It's great. But I like it more when I don't have money on it. Exactly. <laughs> this is this is my life. I love to go and hang at the book and watch everybody else. I don't want to have no bets on nothing in the book ever. And I used to sit at the counter. We need a game for a million dollars and every person in the book is rooting against you. That's and tough. I know that like my life is going to be a drastically easier if this game just covers like i don't have to have no meetings and i don't have to hear no stuff but i'm rooting for the people too because i don't want to take everybody's money this was always a a bit of a dichotomy that i had in the book i felt bad like taking people's money but going to the book with the boys so i was in curacao for a couple almost two years and sitting in an island with an office with a couple TVs above me and watching games by myself, needing decisions for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I moved back to the States and I'm hanging with the boys and we're going to like, there was a bar called Kangaroos and we would go watch Thursday night football. Guys would have 50 or a hundred dollars on a game and they would be losing their minds. And I look over and like, what do you get so stressed for? Like, seriously. If you're getting that upset, well, I'm just, you know, I got money on a game. I'm like, okay. And now I go to Vegas and I move to Vegas. The loudest guys in a book got five or $10 on the game. They're crazy loud. And they're always rooting like what seems like not always, but 90% of the time they're rooting against you. Right. And this is what it was like, like to go to the, um, ATBs. Did you guys have ATBs in Massachusetts? Did you like the the OTBs? OTBs, off track oh. betting places. Um, yeah, we had them, but like it was Rockingham Park. There's only a couple places in New Hampshire. It was called it was Rockingham Park in New Hampshire, and it was Suffolk Downs in in Massachusetts. So each had their meets like four times a year. They had to have live racing to keep their license, right? And then, and then otherwise 
they would have open, simulcast racing. Simulcast racing. But I would normally go when there was live racing. So I never saw it like on a day when there wasn't okay. anybody what, well, right, run, running. But yes, we did have those. Yes. That's what it becomes. Like right. I've been to the tracks when they're not live racing. It's grinders. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's tough. I used to go, there was an OTB uh, by a place that I would go meet a guy and we would hang out there for a little bit. And um, it was a good pickup and drop off place. It was always like, because people were always exchanging I, money and betting at the window. That's, that's where, I, I, oh, I can't say that. Okay. But what, I, I know people who do that. You can't say where. <laughs> I know people who do that. <laughs> why is that but why is that always the place that people go it's to this day there's still people i know who do that there's people to do that that's yeah. what i'm saying so but like that's what that's what i mean i can't tell somebody that's got money invested in it and all this stuff but that's what the ballpark otb is it's going to become an otb if they, they ain't they playing, like that. but that's why they're doing that though, because that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing at the, at the Cubs state at, at, at Wrigley and at Fenway. That's your point is right. They want that Dave. They want all these ballparks are trying to figure out ways of utilizing the space when they don't have a game. So they're having concerts. They're having, you know, uh, crazy events, the, the winter classic, um, open skating, like different things. I mean, they, they, they ain't going in the book to place a parlay on that game. They might. Night. They might. I mean, they might go into the Better Bruins game. You go to a, a, a skating rink at Fenway Park in the middle of December, and they might wander their way into a book or, or at Wrigley Field or whatever. A football game at Wrigley or a football game. They go in there and bet the game. Like, that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping for a retail experience that people are going to want to go and use the space in a, in a better way in the offseason. For football, in Ohio in particular, for football. That's what they want. Like this is JJ's not going to be a baseball. Wife, J- hold on, hold on. JJ's wife just said I look sharp. Thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate no. it. J. Bets? No, 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 no. Don't get me involved. The J. Oh. Bets and Mrs. J. Bets. This oh, is sorry. JJ James Jernigan, our our guy who takes care of us down at the Golden Gate. Oh, His wife Suzanne cool. and him nice. watch the show now every Hi. day. Very nice of you. Appreciate and, that. And they're telling everybody that parks the cars and stuff. You got to oh. watch this guy and stuff. So. I want to find out, by the way, do me a favor. If you guys watch this show on your TV, on YouTube, yeah. tell me, send me a note on, 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 on Twitter at sports talk, Matt. I'm curious how many of you guys are watching. Cause sometimes people have told me that they, they love to be in the chat, but they can't cause they're watching it on their TV. So they can't, no. chat. they can't chat. They want to chat, but they can't chat or they want to roll call Friday shout out, but they can't cause they're watching it on their screen they're watching oh. it on their smart oh. TV. How about and I was that? like, Oh, that's a really good point. I didn't realize that. So if you're doing that, let me know because I'm curious. At Sports Talk Matt, my DM. Connor Wainsky, Chef Benny, a little calling me a horse guy. They say I look like a horse guy. You do look like a horse guy today. I'm not a horse guy. Stop calling me that. You look like my grandfather, who was a horse guy. Oh, shit. (laughs) You look like Grandpa Joe. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's a compliment. Grandpa Joe is the same outfit you wear. He always wore the three-piece suit. Grandpa Joe is a stud. And the fedora. Yeah. You always he, he had, had had a little pink. Oh, that looks sharp. A little pinky ring. Now you look like a ticket taker. <laughs> now ticket taker what? At a book. <laughs> now you look like, like I'm writing tickets yeah, with that in out. a suit, a purple suit. Yes. The uh, hell kind of book you in, son? You uh, ain't in Riverfront Stadium or whatever they great. call that place now. Like, or like you'd have like you look like someone who used to be in the press, like an old press person. You need like a little press thing on the side of your hat. <laughs> You know, those little things like the little press things. 
Fish says, says Brett's on a fresh guy. Come on. Uh, all right. So Phillies are we're minus 200 today. Yep. They're up 2-1. Yep. Sorry, the, the Braves are minus 200. Phillies Sack were, fly were, coming. Sack, Sack fly coming. Sack fly in. coming. Safe. Totals 10. Phillies. It's 2-1 or 2-2? Two, 3-1 two? Three, Phillies. 3-1 three, one one Phillies. Phillies. Okay. So interesting. The number hasn't moved. That's weird. A train conductor. Eron Sharp. Yes, says that's what you look like. 100%. That's it. That's a little for the win. Talk. I'm for riding the win. a train. <laughs> Can you get a little three hole punch and go click, click? No, go, 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 click, click on the tickets. You know, you're walking up, up and down the train. You get the little. Do you ever ride a commuter rail commuter in your life? You, you ever ride a commuter, a commuter rail in your life? Rode a trolley once. No, commuter rail in, well, in Massachusetts, commuter rail is a very big thing. So you look at you look like someone who'd walk up and down, and they always have three hole punches and they put the ticket in a three piece suit. You 100%. walk up like this in a yes. three piece suit and, and, a, and, a, ticket. And, a, and a baseball hat that says does mass says says the MBTA is what it says on it. <laughs> Massachusetts BVB Bay That's Area bullshit. Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority is what it's wow. MBTA. And so you click on it, you put the tickets on the top of the ticket on the top of the seat right behind you. So you know who's there. Akbar said it looked like a detective with the fedora on. It looked like a detective. Eh, oh, oh, we get another run. Here he comes. The Phillies safe. Dave really wants Whoa. the favorites. Well, if you haven't noticed, Dave wants the Phillies out of, the, I mean, wants the, the favorites out. Dave wants all the favorites gone. <laughs> he wants the Braves That's gone. Cool. Yankees gone. Astros gone. He wants all the favorites out for his try. His try for uh, oh, his goodness gracious! The Phillies are winning four one the first game. World Series exactas that he's got going oh, at, the, at the moment. So the Astros are minus two thirty at Fanduel against the Mariners today. Very Verlander, Verlander's in the mound. Very steep. Is this a general principle play to take the dog? I mean, Gilbert's been so good. Yes, it's. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but Verlander owned them. Look at the season stats. Astros were six and one over the last seven against the Mariners. And Verlander, I think, faced them what four times? Yeah, killed them. Just four. dominated them. I think Verlander pitched against them four or five times this season. One every time, I think. Yep. Um price is right. You can't make it less than two dollars. I yep. mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. Um I don't – I obviously all the favorites aren't winning today. I don't think so, especially starting with this Philly start. Um, BetMGM has this at number at 250. Yeah. And BetMGM reports MLB playoffs favorites at minus 250 or greater or 4-0 straight up and have won by an average of three runs per game. Wait, say this again. Favorites of $2 or more. Over the last 10 years. MLB playoff favorites who have hit 250 or minus 250 or more. Oh, 250. Okay. 250 or more or right. minus 400 straight up, winning by an average of three runs. At Astros Dodgers parlay, but at Circa, they have a much different price. Much different price. Circa's like 210 and 220 versus Circa 250. Things are different in Vegas, especially a place like Circa that, you know, starts advertising or taking the big limits. It's the playoffs. You're, Every day closer to the World Series is one less day of action mm-hmm. for the baseball. So you should be taking bigger limits now than you were during the regular season. And as the rounds go up, if you can increase the limits, you do. Because it's it. So as the book, you can't, I mean, 
There's no way the book wants to need the Astros today. Mine is something. If you're really booking the bets. But MGM doesn't care. They're just firing so away. Let's go. If you do a two-team parlay at Circa, you get better odds at BetMGM because they're at 250. The dog is a, is a bigger price. But if you bet the favorite laying the 250 on both at Circa, it's a plus 275 basically parlay. Right. Astros-Dodgers today. Astros Dodgers money today. line money sorry run line excuse me Astros Dodgers run line. okay I was gonna say minus two thirty and sorry. minus two fifty ain't no sorry two Astros two forty but they won by an average of three runs so you get a run line Astros so run line Dodgers a run line in I'm there? just saying I'm I'm not saying me I'm just saying if you wanted oh. to follow that trend which is over the last right. ten years four and zero straight up winning by an average of three runs you run line Astros run line Dodgers. It's a plus 272 at Circa, but at BetMGM, it's even higher. You can get plus 300 on that or more. We got a guy named Roger Long who just yep. got in the chat. He said he's been a runner for parlay cards for 45 years. We might have to find Roger and get him on the show. Football is always brisk. When basketball hits, the take fell off by 80%. Wow. 80%. Well, that makes sense, though, because parlay cards are a big football thing. Parlay cards aren't really something for basketball. It's too many games. We used to run a daily parlay card at CG for basketball. How'd you do? We were lucky to get 10 people to do it. It's just too many games. We had seven books in Vegas. Yeah, parlay cards. There were days we'd have two parlay cards run with a full slate of games. Because people just don't watch it the same way. People don't. I mean, it's. It's a Tuesday after Tuesday evening. They're not going to sit around and do a parlay card. Wednesday, there's Tuesday. twelve NBA games. Yeah, people don't. They don't. I mean, people aren't breaking it down. They aren't studying it. Football, because of the general speed of life, football is perfect. Six days between games. It's, it's tremendous. I mean, we talk about it, break it down, analyze it, argue, go to the bar, bark at your buddy, talk to the bartender, get a play, turn around, make a bet, go through a parlay. Football is perfect. Basketball is drinking out of a fire hose. Football. Is the opposite of hockey, basketball, and baseball. There's <laughs> just, just, just like, wait, what, 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 what game? How, where? Football is rhythmic. It's just it's the it's ultimate weekend yeah. warrior thing. Experience. Sunday, yeah. I could not believe how many people were out and about. They probably had a twenty dollar eighteen parlay. Give them a couple drink tickets. Still, they're having a blast sitting in a book. It's it's refreshing actually to see. Um, when you don't do it often. Yeah, it's like, nice. You just have to understand that there is a, like, we're going to talk about this today at G2E and people are going to hate on me when I, when I start talking about it. But like, you know, yesterday there was a company. Are that you going to start railing on cities and stuff today? No, at G2E I wish too? it'll be fun. To, no, I went to that. Unless somebody asks me, then, I, then I'll rail on cities, but I'm going to rail on. I'm going to bring the dark glasses. I'm just going to, I mean, I'm going to rail, not rail on them, but I'm just going to bring up the fact that so many people in the gambling content space believe that, Players are actually out there betting $500, $1,000, $2,000 a game. And they're not. Like, they're, they're betting $5. They're betting $10. Like, the mass in mass media is what the content space needs to be focusing on. Like, broad stroke stuff, big picture right. stuff. And, like, a, right. a guy who, who made an announcement yesterday from a company, that the, the Jake Paul company, made the announcement that they're not taking credit cards at all on anything that they just, that they, they stopped taking it. No, we did this all. offshore. We had to make the same decision offshore yeah. 27 years, 21. Now I was told, did you guys stop taking years. it because you were tired of the, of the chargebacks or protecting players? Cause they're it doing started. it. 
they're doing it under the guise of protecting players. And then somebody sent me a DM and said, Matt, that's a lie. They're doing it because they're, they're sick of the chargebacks and they don't want to deal with the chargebacks. Whoever sent you to DM. Yeah. They know shit. Okay. <laughs> so like, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was like, he's like, that's why they're doing that. They're not doing it because they're protecting anybody. They're just doing it because they don't want, they're sick of the chargebacks. And I was like, huh, interesting. But the person did say, you know, the guy said he looks at sports betting the way he looks at a movie at 20 bucks for a two hour experience. You go in there, sports betting gives you a chance to win the money back, but mm-hmm. you know, going to a movie doesn't, but it's the same type of experiential add on, which is literally what I have said. That's the analogy I've made for five years now. Yep. That, that it's, I get, when I go to a movie, I give you my money. I never can win it back. I get a chance to maybe win my money back when I'm yep. watching a sporting event. So I like betting more than going to the movies for that very reason. But like that, like you, you talk about a 20 buck better or, or a $25 better. And there's so, there's so many people in our space from content and they look down their nose at these people and they're like, <laughs> yeah, enjoy you and your $20, you know, bet. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want to talk to that guy. That's who I want. Like you fine. You can have your 1%. You go deal with all your people. You run with your cool club about how much money you bet every day and how awesome your handle is and what you play every week and how sharp you are. Go ahead. And I'll deal with the 50,000 other people and build a brigade that will storm and take down your castle because there's more of us than there are you. And frankly, you need us to have you because the liquidity in the market comes from the 50,000 people we're talking to versus the one percenters. So I'm cool. It's hilarious. Um, The average spend in big states go back and look i know what it is because i look at the reports and i listen to people that print the reports it's nine dollars the average customer in new jersey's nine dollars i'm gonna like, use that today it's it's there it's it's not like we're not making this up i sat in books and we used to we used to <laughs> i used to say to the guys average bet over the next hour i said your your machine, my machine, his machine. We'll see oh, what it is. That's a fun fight. You're lucky you took it was never even over fifty percent over fifty dollars. Right. Like it was less, it was easily less than I would venture to guess between all the five and ten dollar and twenty dollar tickets versus anything triple digits. Seventy five percent were were twenty, ten, or five. Like, so we get, what do they call it? An echo chamber, a vacuum. I want to use all the right words for all the smart people because I got to really ramp up my vocabulary because I got to go listen to all this shit for the next two days. Some very smart people are going to be telling me how to run sports books and stuff. I can't wait. I'm just happy to be there. I really am. I cannot wait. But I'm going to listen and go, okay, who are you talking to? Because right. we're talking to the people you're thinking we're talking to. That's why we're here. That's why more and more people, which, by the way, our audience just like almost doubled on the on the live thing. Thank you for joining us. Hit the like button while you're here and the subscribe button to props if you can. But more and more people, I think, are like that. It's not even close. More and more people are like that. 
but more and more people might over the next certain amount of time start talking to those people. But they might talk to them for the wrong reasons. Like we're talking, I, I want to build a community. I want to build like-minded people. I want to yeah. build experiential opportunities. I'm not looking for people like, well, I won't say it, but you know, the motives are different. Are you saying people are exploiting those people? People are taking advantage of those people? Could be. Maybe. Could happen. I mean, that's just, that's, that's life though, in general. And a lot of things we talk about meaning, you know, Bostonian versus the book and BVB are metaphors for life. Got a lot of things going on. Um, You're right. And I think, you know, and not that we're any better than anyone else, but it's real here every day. People come in here every day to listen to us talk or watch the show. We're not asking you to give us anything. Not at all. Just, I'm not. Well, I am asking. I'm asking to give me your time, which is which is the most valuable thing you have. So I am asking for something of value. Fair. Absolutely. I'm asking for your time, which I right. value tremendously from anybody who gives us five to 10 minutes, whatever they give us to watch the show or listen to the show. Your time is incredibly valuable. So, yes, I do appreciate everyone who gives us time. But that's the only thing I'm ever going to ask of you. I'm going to ask you to buy. No, hey, I, I I appreciate you supporting Omaha Steaks, or you support right. Circa, or you support yes. someone who's going to come on who who sponsors the show. Right. But it's an ask. It's not a well. If you want this, you got to pay for it. No, you'll never get that. Which which I think, I think a lot of people are jumping into space trying to take advantage of that. You're definitely right about that. Like, there's a lot of people, and again, we have friends that are, I mean, have legitimate businesses selling picks. Mm-hmm. A lot of that business. That's other. That's for other people. And there's value in that for some people to buy. Yes. That's that's great. There's other people that will charge you to be in a certain Discord groups, channel. yeah, Discord, Discord channels, channels yeah. Right. different things like that. We don't have any of those intentions. But that's fine. I mean, and I don't even knock. And that's that. fine. I, I mean, the, the, there's business models for everything. People get you know, you want, want to walk a dog, get paid to walk a dog. There's all there's services you pay for all the time right. for different things in life. So I'm not saying that there are, there's not value that should be charged. Like people who are you know have heard me talk about pick selling and why I don't like pick sellers and selling picks is like they're like, isn't my time valuable? And go absolutely, your time is valuable. And what is something worth? Whatever somebody will pay you for it. So as long as right. someone's paying you for it, it's right. just not what I want to do. Like more power to you. Like I, right. I have no problem with people who do it on the up and up. My problem are the boiler room, you know, selling both sides of the same game right. and playing and, and basically targeting people and calling up people who are losing consistently and people that make money on, in other ways that haven't been fully disclosed yet. At some point, it'll all get disclosed as to how certain people are making money off their audiences. Mm. And when that stuff comes out, people are going to go, wait, what the hell just happened? Yeah. What's going on? And yeah. and like those are all the things that no, and I'm not gonna talk about it out loud because it's it's gonna come and eventually it'll come out. But there's just things going on in the industry that we're kind of like, damn. When people find out about this, they're gonna be big mad. Like they're gonna be like really Pissed angry off about it. And we're gonna go, well, I mean, that's why we do what we do because we don't want, we don't want any part of that. We don't want to be in in that mm-hmm. on that side of the business, and we don't want to be having to answer these questions about like, hey, why'd you guys do this? You know, you say you were doing this and. As I always say, it's easier to tell the truth because then there's nothing to lie about. It's Every the day. Truth. It's Every just the day. truth. That's all we're doing it. here. Nothing you got to um, cover up. It was an interesting move to get out in front of that with the credit cards. And I saw that yesterday and I did not 
I was out running around, so I didn't want to just yeah. shoot you a text and like start a conversation because I was with people and I don't want to disrespect them. But I, yeah, I saw it and I was like, we did this. We had to do it. You know why? Because the guys on the other side figured out how to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They would bet out basically on credit. If they won, they would withdraw the money. If they lost, they did a chargeback. It was a free shot. Well, you know, we were taking money. We were getting deposits and then realized, wait a second. How do you know? And immediately, the credit card company always took the consumer side. They don't. They never took the business side ever. They can't because the consumer is worth more than the business. I found this out as a kid growing up with a family business with my dad, and my dad used to literally. I mean, when you had to take credit cards because people stopped carrying cash, and then charged they started charging you points. On a low margin business, if you're making ten percent on an item. And you got to pay 3% on a transaction over the course of time. My dad kept telling me, this is eating up. We got to stop doing this. So we instituted a cash $20 minimum for a charge card. People were like, you can't do that. It's our store. We can do whatever we want. The books can do the same thing. We don't want to take credit cards. Well, okay. Watch to see if this becomes industry standard because it won't. There'll be books. It'll be like, well, if you want to charge or, you know, sign up an account with us, you can use a credit card. Well, there's other people not doing it. Yeah, then we'll, we'll do it. And then they'll get burned and then it'll be legislated correctly. Most likely someone's going to have to come in and be the grown up and say, if you sign up an account to bet on credit cards, that's betting on credit, is it not? Guess who already takes bets on credit? All the people that live in these places and the local guys that they're trying to weed out. They're getting stronger in the situations. So good luck. Yeah, it's it's something. Yankees minus 215 against the Guardians. Any shot? I mean, can they beat Garrett Cole today? Yes. Quantrill, yes. He's been good, right? Quantrill's been solid for them over the last couple of weeks. Last month and a half, he's been really good. But yes, um, if they game beat him, it's under. In a five-game series, game one is so important. If you're a dog and stealing game one changes the entire dynamic of the The whole series is, is now, I mean, not only do you take home field, but you also take just massive control over the entire series. Think about this, okay? Yankees got cold today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, the oh no, they don't play tomorrow. Uh, they play, they're throwing Cortez in game two, right? Yeah. Ne- okay. So Nestor Cortez goes for the Yankees. Bieber, goes McKenzie. For, yes. Right. For Cleveland, they're one and two going games two and three. Close. That's out. huge. That's huge. So, um, man, I, I. Yankees better win today. (laughs) Garrett Cole, you hit early. Watch for Garrett Cole to get touched up in the first two innings. That's his bugaboo. It's crazy to say, all right, the Mets are out. Yep. The Yankees, if they don't win today, they could get swept. (sighs) Think about that. They could get swept. I mean, we'll revisit this tomorrow. Right. I lean Yankees today, but they better win. The game's going under. Padres minus 240. Dodgers are laying two and a half dollars at FanDuel, even higher other books. 
Crazy. SoCal DGen has this as a general principle play. Just bet the Padres. Really? You following it? Clevenger going for San Diego. <sighs> I'm not. <laughs> I think this is a game of Dodgers win. I agree. I do, but I ain't comfortable laying 240. No. Not at all. I think you got to play the run line if you're going to do it here, right? Yeah, for Dodgers, yeah. But this is going to be a sweat. The total seven and a half. I don't know. I jeez, this is this is half the country is going to be sleeping on right. this series, and this is going to be electric baseball. I for hope us, they yeah. get a split. Okay, you got Darvish, Kershaw tomorrow night, five. 30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Clear the schedule. Ask me what I'm doing. I'm watching baseball. There's a lot of people in town. I'm watching a baseball game tomorrow. I know there's parties and all that other stuff. I'll see you there. You better have the baseball game on wherever I'm at because I'm watching that game. There's going to be – if the Padres win that, they get uh, Snell mm-hmm. and Musgrove in the games in San Diego. <laughs> Hello, son. Hello. Hello. I'll watch it. All right. Hockey is back tonight. It is. Opening night. We'll talk about four teams here for over under point totals by request. We had a, a, a brigade member come up and say, hey, you guys did a really cool thing with football. And we're not going to do that for for hockey, obviously. But we'll do it for a day because hockey goes back tonight and tomorrow. Opening night for Tuesday, Wednesday for the league. So took four teams. We're talking about their over-unders here in just one second. But let me ask you just a big picture here. For hockey, it it feels like hockey of all the four sports betting has elevated hockey more than any of the of the other ones in terms of interest from non traditional fans. Why do you say that? Because I see it a lot more now. I see hockey content on Twitter, on gambling Twitter, questions from the audience about it. I had a guy reach out to me and said, he only listens to my podcast during hockey season. I was like, really? He's like, yep, hockey's back. Let's go. I'm back on your board. I'm listening to the podcast again. Wow. Which, which really? is like, yeah. That's so awesome. I just feel like hockey has elevated football people are football people. Betting makes it better. Basketball people are basketball. They've always been betting in some form or fashion, either you know with DFS or with other stuff they've been doing basketball. Baseball and betting goes hand in hand. People have been betting on it since the game began. Hockey is the one thing I feel like people have gotten way more into because of betting. They feel they, they feel See, I don't know. I think that the opposite may be a little bit where because you're more in tune with the space and looking and seeing what's going on Fair. that now it may be because I mean in the book it's still four. hundred percent. It's it's but still, I think the applications though, I think people aren't going to a sports book to bet. They'll do it on their phone because it's quick and easy and it's right there. So I think I think hockey gambling because of the accessibility of it on your phone on an application makes it easier to bet on hockey because I'm not driving to a book to go and make a hockey bet. I'm not motivated enough to go waste my time or spend okay. my time doing that. But on a phone, pressing four buttons and then bam, I'm making a hockey bet. Right. I think I'm more inclined to do that. It takes me one minute versus an hour to go make a hockey bet. So... Across the pond and around the world, soccer is the most bet on sport. Yep. Less goals, more 
crazy bets to make. You can bet on corner kicks, red cards, all this other stuff. The flow of the game, I think, appeals to a lot of people. The hockey experience betting, I think, appeals to a lot of people. And they're bringing them in now. My daughter's favorite sport is hockey. Can't get away from it, Pete Rod. I've been telling people this since I was four years old. I got, I got, I got on it. I watched game on TV. I saw Peter Puck in between periods explaining offsides and icing, and I was like, I went to my dad and said, I want to play that, and he was like, We don't, we don't play hockey. What are you talking? Did you guys have mini one on one in Pittsburgh? Mini one on one? You don't know what that's called? I probably know it, but this is a Boston term or something. Yeah, what so is mini it? One, mini one on one was. Little kids playing three on three hockey, and they put it on in the intermissions of the Bruins games. I shot and beat that. I did that five times myself in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so that's that was mini one on one was like it was the Bud Bowl. So why, let me ask, of, why would you of, call it mini one on one when it was three on three? I don't know. That's what they called it in Boston. I, I mean, Jade Albets can confirm this. Anybody my age who grew up watching Bruins games on TV 38 with PP just said TV 38 in the chat just now. I just looked down. He wrote TV 38. I don't even know what that means. What is that? The channel was on? That's where the Bruins were. The Bruins played on TV 38. In in, in the intermissions, the Bruins played mini one-on-one. They had these, like, they had broadcasters calling these six-year-olds playing hockey, and they would basically have two things. They played three-on-three, and then they would do a shootout. So the one-on-one was the shootout, was the kids going one-on-one with the goalies. That's where the one-on-one came from. I did that five times. And they would have the it. And five of it. And you How many the times kid. I scored? How many? Zero. Oh. Kids would spill out. They'd flip around and like, you know, just on their skates and whatnot. And the goal, I mean, the goalies wouldn't be able to stop the puck. The puck never left the ice. It was always on the ice. It <laughs> just kind of slid in. I and, shot it wide once off the ice. I was eight. Ooh. I shot it wide. Love side. I missed. I had this. I had the spot. I, I remember like it was yesterday. So that, um, that was always like people got into Do you know that. why it was so hard? Like the ice was shit. Oh, right. The ice right. was beat up after the first period and was before the Zamboni would come out. But hold on. It didn't happen at the Bruins game. It was taped. Oh, didn't happen. I did it right in between periods at the, oh, yeah. at the, no, 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 the, the Penguin games. This would happen at a rink. They would be pre-taped. They would tape like the whole season in one day. Oh, hell no. So I was all, it was game, all yeah, no, no, it wasn't at the game. There was no live crowd there. They would do that from time to time, but this was, this was like a, a bracket. They would have a full season where teams would advance and you'd follow along and you'd watch the kids and like, like a reality TV show. 100%. Periods. This is incredible. It was reality TV for sports before reality TV for sports. 100%. Akbar they just did came it. in and said, WTF is TV 38. <laughs> it is. He's actually right. TV 38. What the? Derek Sanderson was the was the voice. I forget the guy the guy he did the games with for years. Fred Andy. Cusick Thank and you, Johnny Pearson. Fred Cusick yes. and Johnny Pearson. PB yes. hat tip to you, sir. That's Look beautiful. how excited P. Roll got. I love that. Oh, it's my childhood. This is amazing. This is I watching Bruins games. The ground round with my dad. This is the ground round. Yes. Oh, the ground round was like that. Was like eating. That was going to the steakhouse. Oh yeah, because oh. Nesson when I was growing up, Nesson was fifty bucks a month. For one channel. Did you say 5-0? 50 bucks a month. 5-0? They would have the playoffs. They, they Until it got to the championship rounds, the first round of the playoffs was always on the local regional sports network. So we couldn't afford the channel. 
So we would go to the ground round to watch Bruins games all the time. In the playoffs, we always went, my father and I always oh, went to yeah. watch the Bruins games. Oh, he was course. he was really into hockey. And now my daughter is really into hockey. And like she knows the Golden Knights are starting back up tonight. And she's like, Golden Knights game tonight. I'm like, yep, Golden Knights are tonight. And it's bizarre because she doesn't really like, she doesn't understand hockey, like the rules. She just knows what the it's score fun. is and the shots on goal. The, those S-O-G's, two stats. baby. Sogs. She calls them Sogs. Sogs. <laughs> She's like, Golden Knights are doing well with Sogs, Daddy, but they're not scoring. <laughs> the little yeah. Bostonian has lived her mark here. We're so, calling yeah. it Sogs all season, people. If, you, yeah. if you're and part Julia, of the show. Her best, her best friend, Julia, her yeah. older brother is 13, and he plays in elite travel hockey here in Vegas. It's oh, amazing. God. You're done. It's amazing. It's amazing it's- the community here in Vegas hockey-wise, how many people have kids who are in love with hockey because of the Golden Knights. The it's, best thing that happened with the Vegas Golden Knights, Golden Knights coming here. It's happening again in my life because I was one of the only kids that played hockey. Uh-huh. I was the only kid in my neighborhood. I mean, we had to drive 30 miles to go to the nearest rink when I was little. Practices were at 530 in the morning. I don't know how my dad did it. Literally dressed me while I was laying in bed except for my skates, put me in the car. Wow. We get to the, I slept the whole way. We get to the rink. He'd be like, wake up grab my bag, go in, he'd tie my skates. I'd go play, get back in the car, drive home in a Volkswagen bug. I've never used to do it every Saturday, every single Saturday for almost five years. Stop at McDonald's on the way home, get an orange juice and a sausage egg McMuffin. Thought I was the king shit. (laughs) Drop me off. I'd watch Saturday morning cartoons. I was home by eight o'clock for super friends almost every week. Super friends. Super friends was amazing. Um, and he would go to work all day. I did this for years. I now I practiced once a week and played games once a week. It was the only time you could get ice time. And then the Penguins got good. They drafted Mario Lemieux, which is today. There's a clip I'm going to post. Somebody posted was his first career goal against the Boston Bruins in 19. <laughs> of course, I can't believe it. Too weird. Of course, it was 30. It's the 15 and 21. It was 36 years ago today. All right. Well, let's go over a couple of these four, four teams. Okay. This is by request. Yep. Colorado last year, 56, 19 and seven. They won seven out of every 10 games they played over under 110 and a half points. For the avalanche. I haven't looked at one thing for the hockey. So that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm flying blind. Flying blind. Um, McKinnon, Ratanen, Langenskog, top line back. On new there. new goaltenders. Yeah. That's why. On whole there. new whole new goaltending crew for the Colorado Avalanche this year. It's different when you finally got the bullseye on you. I mean, they're, they're they get everybody's best effort every time they go on a road. They're looking to beat the Stanley Cup champs. This yeah. is everything has to go so right for 110 points is a lot of points. 111 points to cover this. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that's a I lot. Mean, I'd go under. Kale McCarr is a UMass guy. I love Kale McCarr. Uh, Boy, I, is he I, good? My I mean, God, that's a general. That's a generational guy. What he does is ridiculous. Wayne Gretzky called him the best defensive, most impactful defender since Bobby Orr. It's. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I when I watched him play the first couple times, I was like, "This is what is this? Who is this guy?" And then he moves the puck. Really he's so fast. Run. He skates so well. He's such a, an incredible weapon. Yeah, but I'm with you. I'm on the under for Colorado. 110 points yep. and a half. That's a lot. lot. Pittsburgh Penguins last year, 
46, 25, and 11, won six out of 10 games. Did you know that you've got six players who are north of 30 on your roster? You guys are old. Is that all? You are old, old. I mean, you got a 37-year-old on your roster. Jeff Carter's 37 years old. Looks great, though. <laughs> he does. He looks good. He's a cool dude, man. He Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith are back, which is still a roller coaster ride from a goaltending perspective. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a roller coaster. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, mid 30s for all of them. Over yeah. under 101 and a half points for the scary Penguins. I'd go under. Me too. Yeah, I'd go under. I saw it sure. In the division, I mean, it's going to be hard. It's it. That's the Carolinas, one of the favorites to win the cup. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers, one of the you know second tier favorites to win the cup. The Capitals annoy the hell out of me. There's only really two bad teams: the Flyers and the Islanders. So I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one. I, I would bet under. Boston Bruins last year under fifty one twenty six and five. That's easy under. Yeah. I can't believe David Krejcik's coming back. That's what I'm really excited about. Spent one year overseas. He got the second line, which is being dubbed the check line with Taylor Hall and Pavel Zacha and David Krejci. You have Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, but Ber- Marshawn's banged up. See what he winds up doing. Swayman. Wait, oh, Bergeron oh. retired. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Bergeron. No, he's back. No, wait. Bergeron's back, isn't he? He resigned. He did? Yeah. Hold on. I, am I in, he am, cried last year, everybody, at the end. He came back. Hold on. I thought Cassidy left. Cassidy's here. And Cassidy's with the, with, with, the, with the Golden Knights. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's Chad, back. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First First playing back. again. Yeah, yeah, he's back. I paid no attention What are you doing, doing at all? Don't do this to me. I was like, wait a minute. I'm I not going no insane. Like, Bergeron's back. Like, Bergeron's back playing. Yeah. He resigned. He came back. He, he, he gave the theory. He said he didn't know what he was going to do. And then they resigned. He never officially retired, but that, he left it because I got to get I'm probably done, blah, blah, blah. Then he said, now I'm not done. I'm back. Who's playing goal? <laughs> Swayman or Olmark. Swayman's supposed to be the guy, but they got this kid, this Kyle Keeser kid who they is a high draft pick who they think could play some, some minutes today or this season in net for the Bruins. But I'm with you under nine, seven and a half points. This could be a rough year for the Bruins. Right. I just don't Jim Montgomery. I don't know enough about the dude as the, the, the new, new manager, new coach of the Bruins. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what the dude does, but I'm right. not like jumping up and down going like this guy's going to be the, the, you know, the saving grace. And then lastly, Vegas golden Knights who start tonight, Vegas, 96 and a half points for the Vegas golden Knights. How are we feeling about Vegas? I I mean, that's an over adjustment, right? Last year, Gabe was talking about this. Me and Gabe did the show yesterday. It was Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, So Cam took the day off to cook. Did you know Canadian Thanksgiving is the same food as American Thanksgiving? It makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know that. Isn't it our, isn't it our holiday? And they they just yanked it. I have no idea. I, I, don't, even I, don't, know. I don't think Canadian Thanksgiving really is a thing. I mean, it's our, it's our Thanksgiving. They had a Canadian football league game. Yeah. They did yesterday Yankee. in the morning yeah. and all they this just, other I stuff. I mean, because Thanksgiving is Plymouth rock. That's what Thanksgiving right. is. The first, the first winter that the pilgrims were able to survive because the native Americans let them survive by literally giving them Turkey and food and, and vegetables and everything else. So 
it has nothing to do with Canada. <laughs> so like, that's what I thought. Like, so like you're, you're just taking Canadian say- Thanksgiving. You're just making it because you want it to be, I mean, everything is America light. So it's just, that's what Canada is. Whoa. It is. He, he said that, not me. I didn't That's, say that. He said that. He Canada, said it's the, why do every single person live within 30 miles of the U.S. border? I, I don't even know what this guy's <laughs> talking about. People. 90% of the people who live in Canada live within 50 miles of the U.S. border. My guy train just popped into my text and said, Colorado over. Oh, and, one, ten um, and a half. My God. Really? Hold on. Yeah, he said, well, he said a division. Colorado and Pittsburgh over Boston and Vegas under Vegas under, huh? Marcia. So Jack Eichel, Mark stone, that top line has got to be elite for the, for the Vegas golden Knights to go over this. What about the rest of the lines? Well, I mean, look, like I'm worried about the depth now. No, I mean, Carlson Carrier, and wool and wah that that third line's not bad. Their third line's okay. It's, it's the fact that Petrangelo white cloud, you know, Theodore and Hutton, I mean, they've got a good top pairing defensively. They don't have a great second or third pair defensively. The depth is definitely a question because of the money that Vegas has invested in their top tier talent. Yeah. I mean, they got to make the playoffs this year. It's it's everyone's out. I mean, Cassidy's here, but the whole front office is out if they don't make the playoffs. Uh last year, 43, 31, and 8. They missed the playoffs last year. They have to make the playoffs? 100%. 100% or everyone. Kelly McCrennan, everyone. Clean house. They're all gone. Would you Would you bet them to make the playoffs right now? Yes. Would you bet them to win the division? No. I don't think so, right? Second or third in the division. Uh, second gets you in the playoffs for sure. Third might not, sir. Right. Then what? Well, then you clean house and and they have it they have made extremely costly decisions for trades of big players that have returned nothing. So, I mean, Max Pacioretty, Flower, I mean they made some really bad trades that has gutted the farm system and put them in a salary cap hell. All right, I'm looking at this right now. All right. Yep. Let's do this. Regular season points in the Pacific Division. Are they better than Calgary? No. Are they better than Edmonton? Same plat, same tier. Are they better than Vancouver? Yes. And the only other one I would really consider would be the Kings. Which they play tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna so, I mean, those are the teams. They got to finish ahead of two of them. Because if they finish behind three of them, they're not making the playoffs again. I think they're going to beat San Jose. Obviously, it's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Seattle's going to be better than anticipated. Okay. Um, Anaheim. Bad. Bad, but could be a little better than bad, bad. Young. Yep. Bad. Right. And then um, that's it. That's that's the division. Got it. Hockey's great because you just you got to take care of your division first, like everything else. Like just like football, I guess in mm-hmm. baseball, the basketball divisions don't matter. But um, Minnesota Wild to win the cup is value. Sebastian just came in and chimed in with that one. Sebastian, what are you talking about? I don't hate a Dallas sleeper. Oh, don't hate that. Oh, want to go for long shot cup cup teams. 
I like Minnesota a lot. Actually. Too much love on the Rangers. Oh, that's the content space winner. Too much, too much love on them. Too many people are on the Rangers. Igor. Love them. Tonight, love them. Love them. We'll do better to book it. I'll explain where we're at tonight in, in, in just one second. Uh, we will do almost, we'll do this and then we'll let go of sports grid. Yeah. Um, almost take searing hot take of the day. You guys are doing a great job. A bunch of you have hit a bunch of parlays this week and bought the meat. We appreciate all of you. BVB, send me the receipts when you guys do buy it. I always appreciate it. Omahasteaks.com, 50% off right now. Sit, website wide sale, 30 bucks off. BVB at Buy the meat. Buy the meat. Can we please talk about people who get hurt celebrating? Oh, boy, I saw this. Are you going to rail on this guy? Oh, no. I mean, really, bro? <laughs> Did you just go, bro? Really, bro? How about Maddie giving it to you the bra. other day? She gave me bra. She, 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 she dropped a bra on me. I went, what did you just say to me? She's like, bra, what are you doing? I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. What did okay. you, she, I, I said, did you say bro or bra? She said, bra. I said, where the hell did you hear bra. that? She's school. I was like, what in yep. the hell are you saying to me? I texted you. I was like, Madeline just dropped a bra on me. Randy, welcome to the club. Just, I, I didn't, I'm, I don't talk like that. She talked like that. I was like, where did that come from? It was incredible. I was like, you're reading Dave's Twitter? Like, what the hell? The way um, the kids talk. David Robertson is out for the entire series <laughs> because he was jumping up and down about Bryce Harper's home run against the Cardinals. Dude, a jump around, man. I mean, dude, really? Can we can we please not get hurt celebrating? It's impossible. It's really bad. They this is a reliever that the Phillies need. Yeah. Against the Braves, this is an arm you need. You need this dude in your bullpen. He's out because he couldn't celebrate properly. (laughs) I mean, seriously, really? Maybe it's all set up. Maybe they just said that he did that. No, he he wanted him out of the of the lineup. Maybe it's just a setup. Say, hey, we're going to say you're hurt from what? jumping around where you're off the roster. That's really embarrassing if that's the case. They need this dude. You know what they need right now? It's the top of the fourth. The bases are loaded. They just walked Harper to pitch to Castellanos. Base hit right here. Why is that guy involved with everything? <laughs> it just Listen, I say it on the field. The ball, the ball finds you. Like when the controversy you, just finds him, just the moments always find when him. When you just, don't want it, that's it why you got to own your shit in life. Like own it. I'm into that. Yeah. Because if you try to hide or you don't like step up and it's coming, it's coming in waves and you just ain't going to let it go. That's why yeah. you got to be strong. Um, we can, uh, I, I mean, yeah. you know, do you remember that, when Martin Gramatica yes. hit a field goal? He jumped up and down and got hurt. <laughs> tore, his up, tore his knee up. His ACL out. His ACL really bad. That's a just come on, guys. Like, please celebrate properly. Watch yourself. Come Sports Group, we're back tomorrow, right after the Pat McAfee Mac- Mac- show, every single late night, 11 p.m. Pacific time before BVB on Sports Grid. Live on YouTube, Twitter, don't move. Audio as well here. Talk to you tomorrow on Sports Grid for BVB. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, we can skip the uh, story of the day Uh-oh. because. It was a part. Uh, it involves the Braves. What happened? Uh, Home run? Really? Uh, What's going on? Two run score, six one Phillies. Braves fans are going to hate you. Win the Suarez game. It's a, it's Who would have thought they would win the Suarez game? It's far on from the run line, but it's still. Impressive. 
But it's a big six ones lead. It's a big win. Six uh, one lead. That's Rosenberg's going to be unsufferable today when I go down there. He's going to walk. Uh, prop bet of the day from props.com is Logan Gilbert over three and a half Ks at minus 125. That's it? Three and a half? Right. Low, low. What's the trick here? That line Don't should really be know. four and a half, maybe even five. Logan Gilbert, uh, four or more strikeouts in 14 of 18 games on the road, averaging five per four or more strikeouts right. in five of his last six games overall, averaging 6.8. Faced what the that? Astros four times this year, went over in three games with six, eight, three, and five. It numbers he's five. Gone, what are we missing here? What are we missing? He's gone nine, nine, five, 11, three, and four over his last five or uh, last six games. Say the, say the last six games again. What are they? Nine, nine, yep. five, eleven, three, four. So, oh, two unders. Oh no, three and a half, four wins. Correct. One once has gone under. Five or six, he's gone over this number. What in the hell am I missing? What am I, I missing? I can't stop seeing you with a train conductor with that hat on. Get <laughs> it with the fedora back on. It's killing me. Like I just, I'm literally, I'm waiting for the Amtrak. I need the Amtrak like name name thing on you. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a three hole punch and a name a name tag. <laughs> like because with a fedora, you look like a suit. With the BVB hat, you look like a drinking. <laughs> too much. I can't do it. How about that? That's a little better. Now you look like a father taking his kid to son to t- take him to the ballpark after work. <laughs> He's looking like you're walking after after work. This is like a day game baseball from a Wall Street trader who's just going right to Yankee Stadium to watch the game. (laughs) That's what what you look like now. Ever go to a game in a suit? It's very uncomfortable. It's 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 not funny. I have, but I was sitting in the EMC club, so it it was okay. Oh, I was was sitting in the in the rich people. Seats. It's, it's, you ain't supposed to go to a game in a suit. No, you're not. No, unless it's a day baseball game for the playoffs, then you just you're playing hooky. And people understand that wants to, you actually get the little like fist bump when you're doing that. Like, Hey, you playing hooky. Yeah. All right. Getting out of the office. Nice job. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. Just, just don't put, don't put me on TV. Um, okay. Uh, so over bit. I mean, I don't understand the number move the damn number, like over three and a half minus a quarter. It's one more bet. And then you have to go to four and a half. So if you're listening to the show live, go check it. And I mean, that that's gotta be a bet. I don't understand it. <laughs> everyone's everyone's tweeting Castellanos, look out, something tragic just happened in the world. <laughs> that guy's involved in so many bad things, like something bad just happened. Whenever he's involved in anything, <laughs> something Who? bad happened. Who? Castellanos from the Phillies. Oh. He was the guy, he was the guy at the plate during the broadcast against the Cardinals, in which I forget the dude's the broadcaster's name who had that who was doing the apology for the hot mic. Oh, Tom McBrenneman. Tom. Yeah. Tom uh, no, Marty McBrenneman. Marty. Tom's his father, right? Oh, no. I, just, I thought it was Tom. Oh, maybe Tom. Maybe Marty's his dad. And Tom's. The Marty was his dad. Okay. Marty was his dad. So Tom was the one saying it. Yeah. Tom McBrenneman. Castellanos was at the plate. Remember? It was like Castellanos drive, drive to left field. I'm, I'm really sorry for the things that I said. Like oh. He was doing play by play. And then, and then his first game back was after somebody else, some other broadcaster had some big, huge controversy and it was against the Phillies and he had a big call. Casanova's had a big, got a big play. So it's, it's a, it's a running joke on Twitter. So, uh, so we're going over on that. Okay. Uh, quick, I'm better to book it. Yep. Hit the wrong button again. Turns your camera off again. Too many tabs open. I did it again. 
I know you did. <laughs> Hit the wrong dead button again. Um, no, I think you're doing it on purpose. No, I was trying you know to what comes it. up when it does that? Did what? you see what comes up? No. What? Big ass question mark. <laughs> Which is good. Like, what are you doing? Oh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Rangers. Under five and a half. Minus 110. Betting it or booking it. Wait a second. I didn't even look at the hockey lines yet. Are you serious right now? All right, hold on. NHL. Gesturkin against Vasilevsky. 3-2 final. Opening night? I'll book it. You like offense and the Rangers and the Lightning? Yeah. Oh, wow. Opening night. Okay. Opening night. Offense. Yeah. But so you, then you, you, you're laying 15 here. No. 110 last night. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't put this in better to book it, Matt, so don't worry about it. It's my fault on that. You got Farrah over there searching for the graphics. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to stretch to get to matches, <laughs> no, and then it's my fault. You didn't even put it in there. I forgot it. Listen, it's we're a little bit fucked up today. We yes. got to go down there and do <laughs> these things. He's speaking at 310. Yes. I got to meet these people at 130, 45. I don't know. Um, doing all this stuff. So then the second game tonight, it's already moved. I get CLV. Five and a half over Vegas Kings. Yeah, six. Painted six now. I got five and a half last night. Good work, son. I like over. We'll bet this one with you. Both games over? Opening night overs for okay. years. For years? It's one of those things. It's a hockey guy thing. Oh. Even with the two goaltenders in the Rangers and the Lightning? It, Addison just said I look like Buzz Williams in this vest. <gasps> you do. Oh shit! Wow, you now you're without the hat. That's where, that's where you look like Buzz. Without Buzz. with the hat on, you don't. But without the hat, you do. Buzz looks like me, first of all. Okay, vice versa. But you still you look alike. Buzz Williams. You know what you need though. In order to be Buzz, you need a you need a pocket square. If you had a color, you had a purple pocket square to match. I got the it in a jacket. I don't well, have it on my hair. That that would be Buzz. I have the. In I know, the but had the jacket with the. That's what he's known for. He's known for those very popular things, on that. That's fine. Uh, favorite thing about today is what? One, the show. Two, you are speaking today at this thing, <laughs> and we're going down to walk around this thing and meet these people. Um, and I mean, like last night, I went down after the shows and stuff on Sports Grid and met some people for the first time in my life after talking to them for years and doing shows with them virtually. And that's my favorite thing about today is I get to meet more people. I met Lauren, the better Sunday in the book. I got, she wants, she just DM me and asked if I'd come see her at our booth before. Same. We're going. Okay. I mean, I'm going. Oh yeah. I'll so. go before, before I speak. Yeah. 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 So just get ready. Wear comfortable shoes because we're probably going to be walking around. I'm going to be walking around meeting all these people. I'm glad the convention hall closes at five, but I've already been invited to two parties after. I'm going to hug and kiss the girls, anyone that's still here. I told the little one this morning, I don't know if I'll see you tonight because I don't know what time I'm coming home. <laughs> after this show, the next thing I'm doing is this show again tomorrow. That's it. Nothing else the rest of the day. And um, baseball tomorrow. Baseball tomorrow. Baseball all day today. That's mm. my other favorite thing about today, but everybody knows that's how all day. So this morning, uh, Pamela Maldonado 
tweeted this out mm -hmm. and it brought back a really funny story an amazing story that the first ever band I interviewed was blink 182. Okay. Sophomore in college. I started a show called naturally mystic named after the Bob Marley show. Cause I thought I was cute and quirky. <laughs> For three years, every Friday night, I gave up my Friday nights for my entire sophomore, junior, and senior year to host a show from six thirty to nine every single Friday night. Pissed of off college, uh huh. Pissed off my friends beyond all belief that I couldn't go out till ten o'clock late or later. Never could pre-party, never could pre-drink. Always, I came home. They always waited for me because every party at UMass started at ten p.m. I was waiting for me to come home, shower, change, get ready, in and out the door at nine forty-five. That was always our routine. Okay, ten o'clock party. Okay. I have only been late for one interview in my life. That interview. Blink-182, I got with their tour manager. They were coming in. They are playing in Northampton, Massachusetts. I said, hey, I want to come in. I want to interview the band. They're like, yep, you can do it. It was 1997. Blink wasn't that big. Okay. It was 20 minutes late. Band had already gone back into the bus. I met the you tour were manager. How old? I was 19 years old. You schmuck. I'm late. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm late. This sucks. Tour guy goes, all I can tell you, man, they're in the boat. They're in their tour bus. If you want to go knock on the tour bus, you can see what happens. You see if the, what they'll do. I sheepishly go in there, knock on the door. Travis Barker opens it, looks at me. Yeah. Said, hi, I'm Matt from WMUA. I'm supposed to interview you guys for my radio show. I know I'm really late. I really apologize. It Travis goes to Mark, the lead singer in the back. He's like, hey, the college kids here. What do you want to do? He goes, bring them in. And let's all be mean to them. I go into the back of the tour bus and I interview Blink 182 with a micro cassette recorder with a mini disc recorder. Oh my God. <laughs> with, a, with a mini disc. Thinking of oh all badass. God. I wish I still had it. I have no idea where it is, but like they signed all sorts of shit for me. They, I mean, this is back before camera phones. This is back before, of like, course. this is all back when we had like portable digital, like you take the, you the, had the camera, nothing, nothing. You, so I had no, I have no real history of this conversation, but in my brain, but Blink-182 announced this morning that they're going back on tour, 50 year old Mark Hoppus with Travis Barker and the whole crew. They're going oh, back on for a world tour. New song comes out on Friday. And it just it was like, you know what? That's freaking amazing. But it reminds yeah. me of the one time I was late for an interview and I've never been late ever since. Biggest lesson in my somehow. life. That's awesome. I learned a bad lesson. Were they mean to you, the college kids? No, nah, they were teasing me. They were all making fun of me. It was great. Like you dweeb. It was awesome. It was, it was, they're all skater chicks. In 97, they hadn't had any real success. They were just some touring you know, rock band in a stinky you know, tour bus where they burned pot in the background. Like I was, just, I was, I was, I was walking in. I was. That like, was in 1997. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. It was crazy. January seventh, like, 1997, is the day I left for Curacao. Whoa! I was in Curacao 97 and 98. There you go. I was That's in wow. the tour bus. With you were in the back of the tour bus at Blink 182. I'm down in Curacao <laughs> booking fucking bets, and here yep. we are today. There we go. 2022, doing a show. Life is the best. <laughs> It's pretty wild. So I, my favorite thing about today is that those guys at 50 years old are going back on tour. Stop saying it like it's a, it's a old. I'm 52. What does that even mean? Good. Let's go. That's They're playing teenage pop music at Gives 50. A shit. I love it. It's Bro, phenomenal. come on. It's great. I love it. They're going to sell out. They're playing Vegas October of 2023. They're playing Vegas. They end the tour here. 
They come back, go all over the country, all over the world. Boom, here, they end the tour. I will be there in October of 2023. One of my favorite things too about today is every day when you say boom, because it's boom, but you say boom. It's one of your Boston things. I absolutely love <laughs> it. Boom, boom, they'll be back. The, my, the, the Italian side of me. It's the best. Hit like, hit subscribe, be a part of the brigade. Come on. In the chat, not in the chat. Tell your friends, be a part of it. We're back tomorrow. Let's see how bad I fuck up this thing today. It's going to be a really fun time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> recording it. Let's see. Let's see how many people Matt Peral can piss off today. Over under is a 50, is a 50 spot. You're already over that number. <laughs> I'm going to piss off a bunch of people today. We're back tomorrow to recap all the fun. He's Dave on Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow.